Welcome to our next edition of Viking Voices. We have a special guest today, and that's one of our staff members in athletics, Nicole Ebersall, our director of uh, athletic marketing and special events. Welcome to Viking Voices, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, you're following some big footsteps. You know, Tony Dominguez went last week, so you know you got to follow Tony. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> big pretty big seat to fill in. But I, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have some fun today. We're gonna learn a lot about you, your role. Uh, with the athletic department here at Western and a lot of the things that you like to do around town and around the Northwest. So excited to have you here. And uh, here we go. So first of all, Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what college you attended and, uh, and ultimately what brought you out here to the Northwest. Yeah. So Nicole Ebersaw, I am from Shelby, Ohio, home of the Whippets, no more than 10,000 people. So very, very small town. My parents, Danny and Michelle, still live there, and I have one older sister, Courtney, who also lives there, and most of my friends and family lived there my entire life, and then I went to the University of Toledo, where I got my bachelor's degree with a double major in marketing and e-commerce, and then followed up with my master's with a focus in marketing, and I also worked in the Toledo Athletic Department for three years, and now I've been in Bellingham for three and a half years, and I moved out here for this position. So really happy to be here and super grateful, and it's just been such an amazing experience. How many stoplights in Shelby? Uh, you know, it's funny. I get that question a lot, and shockingly, there's too many to count, but there are a couple of towns nearby that only have one stoplight and are your typical really, really tiny one gas station town so those are pretty cute cool and uh, we got it we got to give a shout out we got to say go rockets right the uh Absolutely. Toledo, go rockets. Toledo football season is going to open up soon is that correct it is yeah they're actually playing our rival Bowling Green as their home opener so I'm really excited to tune into that cool cool well let's get talk to you a little bit about Western I cannot believe I'm saying this but you're in your four at Western you came to Bellingham in June of 2017 I believe and I'm sure it's, it's been a whirlwind for me in my five years. We're both still rookies in this department. But tell us about your journey to get here and ultimately what, what, what landed you at Western Washington University in Bellingham. Yeah, so I was finishing my master's and my graduate assistant position at Toledo and it was coming to an end. So started looking for jobs around that normal February, March timeframe. And I looked on NCAA jobs and maybe five positions were open that I was interested in along with some other positions that weren't athletics. So I started applying and I remember reading the job, the job description about Western, about the San Juan islands and the mountains. And I was like, wow, this sounds really cool. Along with all the job responsibilities, which were the things that I was really looking for in a position. So I applied for it. And I just remember thinking, these folks out there are going to look at me like, who's this Ohio girl applying for this job from 2,500 miles away? But I just really wanted to take a chance. And ever since I read that job description during that time, this position was number one on my list. So it was a while before I heard back. And luckily, I worked at a university already where I knew that the hiring process can take quite a long time. <laughs> And we all know that, and it's kind of laughable. So I was patient and would check in with my boss at the time, Heather, and get her feedback. So I finally got a call from Courtney, my former boss, and now one of my best friends for our first interview. It went really well. I felt really good about it. And then I didn't hear back for another month. 
And, you know, that anxiety was building up and stress. So I applied for other jobs and just kept my options open. And I actually took a position in the athletic department as an interim manager of our apparel store after my graduate assistant position I did because I wanted to still have income and be doing things as I was searching. So I did that. And I also had a full-time job offer at a law firm in Toledo to essentially create my own marketing department. And it was nice to have in my my back pocket, but I still knew that this position was the top of my list. So I kept them on hold for a little while and it started to not feel good that I hadn't answered them. So after a few weeks, I reached out to them to clear my conscience and said, hey, I really want to see this other job position through. I still had not heard back from Western, (laughs) but I just, I really felt strong about it. So in this was following, I did have a group interview with Western. So I would have been moving on to the final stages at this point. And the day that I called the law firm to turn them down, Courtney called me a couple hours later and told me that Western was flying me out. So in that moment, I just really realized the importance of trusting your intuition and taking a chance on yourself because it just felt right. So I was extremely excited and it, I was, you know, just glowing. So after that, I came out to Western and it was Mother's Day weekend and I did my job interview and some exploring and all of that. And I came back and I felt really good and I got the job offer a couple of days later. And I remember our athletic director, Mike O'Brien, as soon as I got back, he looked at me and he was like, so you're going to accept it, right? And I just looked at him and I was young and big eyed and I was really nervous. And he was like, I have this rule. If you don't answer in 24 hours, I don't think you're interested. So you better call them back and accept that job. And he high-fived me and I called back and I accepted it right then and there. And I talked to my boss, Heather, and another mentor of mine, Kelly Andrews and Rebecca and Adam and all these people. And that's, that's how I got here. So I got the offer at the end of May and had to move by June to start the job and figure out flight plans and moving plans. And I remember now one of my good friends, Kyle, who I did not know at the time, he moved out three months prior to me from Ohio. And he told me horror stories about moving companies and losing his car. So I was really nervous. But luckily, after making the 36-hour car drive in two days, we arrived on a Sunday. The moving truck came on Sunday. And I started work on Monday. So the rest is history. Correct me if I'm wrong. You had never been to the Northwest uh, before the job interview. Is that correct? Correct. I had never been to the West Coast at all. And I'm sure you looked at a lot of pictures online and all that stuff. But uh, first impressions of just kind of arriving in Bellingham and the upper left corner of the United States and right next to Canada. What was that? What was the first impression for you um, having never seen it before? So when I got the news that I was flying out, I really felt strongly about spending a little bit of extra time. So I coordinated with Sunday in travel plans on making sure I just had a couple of extra days. So Seattle was actually my first stop. And to be very candid, after my day in Seattle, I was like, I cannot move here. I felt, (laughs) (laughs) I was so overwhelmed. It was again, Mother's Day weekend and 
comparing city to city, cities in the Midwest, like Chicago, New York, all of that compared to Seattle are extremely different. So my expectations in terms of culture and the layout and what to experience was very skewed. And I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I think that I had some very interesting interactions with all the wrong people that day that just really, I was like, wow, I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just so nervous, that really initial feeling. And then I was like, okay, let's take a step back. You're not moving to Seattle. You need to go to Bellingham. And once I got to Bellingham, it felt like a place that I could call home. And I went to Patton and Boulevard and went to like Aslan and Boundary and all of these amazing places. And it just felt right. That's why they call it Bellingham, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So like myself, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, we're both relatively new. I'm five years in, you're four years in in a department full of people that have been here 20, 25 years, um, which is awesome. But what's been the biggest adjustment for you kind of joining uh, this department and all the things that kind of come with it? I think the biggest thing, especially coming into a department with people who have been here so long, along with a community of very established people is inserting yourself into those communities when no one knows anything about you or where you come from and you haven't had that opportunity to prove yourself. And I was a new girl in town. So while I didn't know anything, also no one knew anything about me. So that was a little bit intimidating, but I just really found it to be important to build relationships and establish trust. And with any new position, I do feel like there's a trial period where you feel like you have to prove yourself and show your all and Western really took a chance on me. And I really felt that Courtney gave me a lot of autonomy and Steve is such an empowering boss that really trusts all of us with our jobs. And that means a lot to me and has held through the entire time. So I felt extremely welcomed and like I had been here just as long as some other people, even though now, again, like you mentioned, we are rookies and I feel like it's been a long time, but in comparison, it's not any time. And a couple, I think I was maybe one or two years in, I actually had a conversation with John Fuchs and he was like, how long have you been here again? And I was like, oh, one or two years at that time. And I remember him saying, well, it feels like you've been here for 12. And we just kind of laughed. And I was like, well, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> and But it, it made me feel really happy that he felt that way and that we had built a relationship like that, not only with him, but with other people. So the support and the relationships that I have been able to make in that time really helped me overcome that challenge. And now there's not a day you won't find me in someone's office, just having fun conversation, especially Sundays, but you know, just, Hey, how are you? The smiles, the laughs. I feel like everyone on both floors is just so amazing. And that's why COVID has been such a challenge is that, you know, right now we're talking on Zoom, just not being able to have that interaction and that energy in an environment where normally we're all together 60, 70 hours a week has been really hard. Yeah, that's the human interaction. I mean, when you work in athletics, you are uh, spending a lot of time with your coworkers and when you're not around them and don't bounce ideas off them, it's, it's, it's really difficult. It's really a communication challenge. So I hear you there, but um you know, tell us a little bit about your job and we could spend probably the next two hours going over what, <laughs> everything that you entails your job, but give us the cliff notes version of, of what you do of, of the director of marketing and also special events. Yeah. So 
very basic start to that when you think of promotional items, branding, working in our Marcom team, you and Josh, and then in-game promotions and fan experience. That's a really big part of the marketing side and just really making sure we're out there and working together to increase that awareness of our student athletes, our department in Western as a whole, because we have one of the most front facing departments where our people are always branded and that's amazing. And I really, really enjoy that part. And then in terms of special events, anywhere from going to Seattle and hosting alumni events to bunker parties, Viking night, all of those things. So those are really fun and really engage us with different groups of people and affiliates that we have sponsorships. So working with some of our really generous people in the community and those relationships along with our donors and the Viking Athletic Club, and then also serving on different committees on campus and overseeing the internship team, which covers photography, community engagement, junior Vikings, Blue Crew, the mascot, music, events, game day, social media, and graphic design. So quite a big list there, but in a nutshell, we'll, we'll call it there. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. And uh, one of the big parts of the special events that you talked about, whether it be in Seattle, but you just pulled off an amazing uh, virtual Viking night. Um, I think we've talked internally. We're not, we're not sure what was more stressful, the actual real Viking night in person or the virtual Viking night. <laughs> Talk to us about how you pulled that off um, virtually. Um, a little over two weeks ago, you did a, a, we did a Zoom fundraiser and how that went and uh, what, what some of the challenges that you overcame in that, in that process. Well, first and foremost, thank you for that compliment. And also thank you to you and Josh, because the first point I was going to make is just that we have such an amazing team to work with and I could not have pulled it off without our staff and our committee and all the ideas and the ability that we had to transform it into a virtual event. So a major challenge that anyone is facing with events right now is how do you engage people and keep them wanting to tune into these things when everyone is so taxed with technology right now. And the only way you communicate with people for the most part right now is via technology in big groups like this. So that was a really, really big challenge. But with the help of our student athletes between our speakers, D'Angelo and Grace, along with the thank you videos, I had so many people reach out to me and just say, it was so wonderful hearing from the student athletes and it really was a good reminder of how much we miss them and how important this time is to support our students. And that's the goal. And not only monetary, but just having people tune in and feel that is so important to our student athletes. And I'm extremely happy that people recognize that. So finding creative ways to do that was a challenge, but I think that everything went really, really well. And it also taught us a lot for future events of how we can incorporate some of those skills and new things that we did into a normal event that's in person. So very difficult to not be able to say hello or hug people or shake hands and have the energy that we normally have in the room. But when it comes down to it, we just have an amazing team. And from a fundraising standpoint, I know that we did very well, but that's besides the point. But the outreach is the one that I felt like this is something that um, people will be able to watch afterwards and continue to see the impact that our student athletes have, which has kind of been, have you noticed even after the event, there's been a lot of people kind of chime in of 
how neat that was to, to see our student athletes, maybe not just in that hour that it ran live, but after the fact. Yeah, I've had so many emails, text messages, people on campus who are really curious to talk with us about how the event with, went and engage with the student athletes in different ways. So you are totally right. Our ability to be able to share this event now virtually has been amazing. And I think it is, you know, it will continue to be a really positive thing for the rest of the year to be able to share that and have those messages from our student athletes and continue that communication. So very, very positive and really thankful that we were able to pull off such a great thing. Yeah. And for those that are listening, if you want to tune in, it's www.vikings.com slash Viking night, and it'll take you to a YouTube video with closed captions and you'll be able to watch the event just like it was live that night. So great job on that, Nicole. You did a phenomenal job wrangling the troops, as they say, with the committee and organizing everything up. And uh, it was a great event. Um, so you, yeah. you just mentioned um, your intern team. Yeah, you have a rather large intern team that you get to uh, work with and uh, oversee. And like you said, a lot of it's driven around game night. Um, but talk about what that has been like for you and what that's been like to, to to, to be a mentor to these um, students and to see them kind of drive their marketing career forward? My interns are hands down the most meaningful part of my job. And especially working in higher education, our goal with our students and student athletes ultimately is to have them graduate, get a good job and feel prepared for the world. So I have been overseeing interns since my time at Toledo. So well over a hundred now, maybe almost 200. And no one of them is the same. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. In the long hours, the laughs, the growth, the change, everything that you experience in that, we're a family. And it's just such a really cool thing to be a part of that and be a part of their journey. And they come to learn from us. And I hope that they truly realize how much we learn from them and how much they mean the amount of work that they do for athletic departments, not only just at Western, but interns in general, all over the nation working in athletics. They are the face of athletics and they do all of these amazing things and their impact is beyond words. And I'm just really, really happy that I have a part in that. And that's been so awesome. Some of my interns at Toledo used to joke around and call me mom and they still do. And I laugh about that. They'll be happy that I'm giving them a shout out. And even though it's funny, I do find that in addition to the professional growth in learning that these students are my responsibility in a lot of ways. And I do care for them and moving to college and being in that phase of life can be really, really hard. So being able to care for them and protect them and be a resource for them means a lot to me. And I just will always be that way. I still have interns from five years ago texting me about jobs and, you know, just new things, new possibilities. And I'm really thankful that I'll have them for the rest of my life. So that's been really great. It's tough because with interns, you always have to let them go. But to be a part of their progress and their growth is worth it. And when they can call me and let me know about that job offer, that's when I know that they've done it. And it's just such a positive feeling. And knowing that those people are future leaders makes me confident that they'll make the world a better place. And that's a really, really heartwarming feeling. Yeah. Well, we have a little bit of crossover with the photography and social media interns. And I know Josh and I enjoy working with them and teaching them the ropes a little bit as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's, you do a great job with the intern team and uh, 
pretty, pretty awesome stuff that, that they're able to do for our department as well. So good job on that. And we look forward to hopefully seeing them back um, with us in, in a little bit once we hopefully get back to some normal operations. Um, Definitely missing them right now. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So your, your time at, at Western, um, you got to have some special events that you've attended and some, some things that stick out in your mind, whether it be special events in Seattle or competitions uh, that have taken place in Carver Gym or Harrington Field. Do you have a few favorite memories so far that stick out in your mind uh, with Western? I can't downplay Viking night, <laughs> which sometimes, you know, that is definitely by far the biggest and hardest event that I have ever done in my life. However, I do think that it brings together a lot of people and the amount of joy and relationships that come together that night makes it worth it. So to see the smiles and the laughter and hear the stories, it's just really fun. And the impact that we can make from that night for the student athletes makes all the difference. And then outside of that, specifically hosting volleyball regionals and the GNAC basketball tournament all in one year, I thought was so awesome. And I was extremely proud of our entire department for pulling that off because hosting one alone is a lot of work, but to be able to do both and do them as well as we did was such a pride point and it was really fun. And then special event wise, the women's basketball reunion that we had was amazing to have people who played, you know, 40 plus years ago in the room with current student athletes and the genuine love and family feeling that was in that room it from someone who moved from so far away to experience that was really meaningful. And then Dub Dub Blue at the end of the year, when we get together, all the student athletes and the staff and the coaches, there are not many times that we're able to do that because to wrangle that many people with the schedules that there are is near impossible, but to be able to do that at least once is really cool. And I think that it really shows the meaning of family in our department. Absolutely. And there's always a little bit of a knock on wood when we talk about weather and dub dub blue, but it's been, <laughs> outside of a little wind, it's been pretty good the, the years that we've had it. So awesome. Um, going back to your job role a little bit, you're, you're our big on campus engagement and you've done a wonderful job kind of bringing a bunch of different departments together. There's a committee that you formed um, for campus engagement, but also community engagement. What are some of your goals of trying to reach out to Bellingham and Whatcom County and even our campus community trying to get people to know more about what we're doing and what our student athletes are doing. My number one goal is mutual and meaningful, long lasting relationships. And with that comes support from all ends and having trust in communication with those people that's consistent and really helps everyone because as a whole, we're all so much better and you have you have United in university and that means something to me. And that also means something to have Western be such a huge part of Bellingham. So to support others and also have them support us is the end goal. And that it just means a lot to me. So those things are really, really important. And I also have to say to show off how talented our student athletes are, who doesn't want to do that. We have such success in our department that to be able to showcase that in our community is extreme, like so much pride. And I really love doing that. So to continue to get Western out more in the community and have people know us and us know them, that's really 
in a nutshell, my really big goal that I hope to continue doing. And I think there's a really big longing for that, that I have noticed both on campus and in the community that is really coming to fruition now. And I'm really excited to see where that goes in the next couple of years. It's a big challenge like me and you have uh, found out in our little time here, but it's been a fun challenge. And I think our visibility is higher than ever and uh, and, uh, you're doing a great job there. We'll keep it going. So uh, anyway, I just want to talk to you a little about, you know, we all work in athletics and most of us have played sports in the background. So I got to get a little scouting report. Tell (laughs) us about Nicole, the athlete and what kind of sports you were uh, playing growing up and what you'd be considered to be your, your, your favorite sport when you were playing, when you're, when you're high school and above. Number one, hands down softball. I played softball my entire life since I was four years old, I believe. And it was awesome. So many memories there. I'll go into that a little bit more, but I also did play basketball a little bit as a kid. I played volleyball for a lot of years. I also did track and field a little bit. I feel like when I was a kid, it was really normal to play everything and do everything. So if I wasn't playing a sport, I was riding my bike around town for hours on end or just walking around. So those things were really cool, but softball always had my heart. I was a first baseman, which back, (laughs) back then was funny. I feel like the normal first baseman was really tall and people would laugh at me when I told them that I was a first baseman because I'm only five foot four. And then I'd be like, but I'm left-handed and they'd be like, ah, that makes sense. So my coaches, Coach Mayheck and my dad was one of my coaches and then old man Mayheck, those were the three, they would just use me in different ways. And that was really fun because I loved to run. So instead of not fielding certain things or doing certain things in that position, they would just have me run all over the field and I absolutely loved it. So got some good laughs from that because I think some teams underestimated me in some ways because of my size, but it, it was just again, so many memories. So I got to say, I did not, I did not see first base coming there. I did not, I was caught <laughs> off guard. I did not, I did not see that coming. So that, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's a pretty good thing we learned there today. So first baseman, good hands. I imagine catch every ball. Those don't at you. Yeah, there were, I don't think I could still do it now, but there were some moments that I would somehow stretch so far, or almost do the splits that I don't even know how I did it back then, but just being that age and really going for it, I just gave it my all all the time. And it was so much fun to me. And I always had, my shins were constantly black and blue and hurt so bad all the time, but I just dealt with it. You just rub some dirt on it and move forward, but it was so much fun. Now give us the scattering report of Nicole the plate. What, what, what were you a slap hitter? Were you a uh, gap to gap? What was your, what was your specialty at the plate? So The nice thing about being left-handed is that everyone thought I was a slap hitter or that I was bunting, but I actually just normally, if I would hit, it would be to the right side, which also threw people off versus left field. So I just wasn't, you know, normal hitter, didn't do anything. There were sometimes if it was in the right position, I would bunt and I did very rarely because most of the time I was just in the batting order where I would hit. So it was really funny. Everyone would always crowd the plate and move up. And I would in my head just be laughing because I'd be like, I'm not slapping or bunting, but it worked as an advantage for me. What, what did you have a favorite Jersey number that you would wear as a softball player? Yeah. So it, I had two when I was younger, I wore number 12, but then all through high school, I wore number one. Okay. Any significance yeah. behind those or just? I 
I just had this thing. There were just numbers that really, I just felt a connection to, and those were two of them. So yeah, nothing really significant, but once they stuck, they stuck and they were just always my numbers. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was really fun. And in addition to playing sports, just having, you know, we really focus on the student section now and blue crew, but back home, it was called the red rage and it, in high school, that's just so much fun because everyone's always there and it's so wild. So our rival school was Willard and we did things like the walk to Willard in January or February and it's about 15 or 20 miles. So you do that and you know it's a big rivalry statement where you show up and you've been walking for four to five hours and we did that again with another school, another 15 to 20 miles. We did a bike to Galleon, which those memories I look back on and those are the things you really want that you care so much about your school that you're willing to walk there or bike there just to make a statement. So I look back on those things from when I was in high school and just such good times. Nicole, we talked about this a little bit, but you're from a small town in Ohio and you got your undergrad and graduate degrees. I should say two undergrad and a graduate degrees from the University of Toledo. Tell us about the path uh, that took you here your, and then who your mentors were at Toledo. Yeah. So as we talked about, I have always been into athletics and in college, I was completely unaware of what a job in athletics actually was or what that meant. I interviewed for a different internship position and actually got it on campus. And the woman who interviewed me looked at me and she was like, I would love to have you, but I actually want to recommend you for this other internship that I think you'd be a way better fit for. And it was kind of funny that that ended up just happening. So I went in and I interviewed with two graduate assistants, JJ and John, and then the associate AD for marketing sales and fan experience, Heather Lutz, and they gave me the job. And that was really, really awesome. So I did that for a year and then ended up applying for the graduate assistant position. And I was up against a lot of candidates. And when I was at my college graduation before the ceremony, we were all taking photos and everyone had those little cards that you fill in that says what you're going to do. And mine was blank. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I felt so nervous that I didn't have something to fill that space. And while we were taking photos, I came back to my phone and I had a voicemail from Heather offering me the job. So I called her back immediately and accepted it. It filled in my card right then and there. And I had something to put there, which was amazing. So for the next two years, I was in the marketing promotions and fan experience graduate assistant position, completed my master, my master's degree. And Heather Lutz was my boss and my biggest mentor, along with two awesome co-GAs that I had during that time, JJ and Adam. And Heather took so many chances on me and she gave me so much autonomy and confidence in myself and the responsibilities that she gave me really shaped who I am as a professional today. And I don't know that she actually knows the impact that she had on me. And it actually sometimes is almost an emotional thing for me because she just really believed in me. And I can remember one of my former coworkers when I got this job at Western, he looked at me and said, you're really fulfilling your role as Heather's mini me, aren't you? <laughs> and 
it was laughable and also one of the biggest compliments I could have ever received because her ability to manage her job, her kids, her husband, Brian also works in athletics and do that full time plus life. It just really at that point in stage really inspired me and made me want to be like her. So really amazing journey. I wish I could thank and name everyone that I worked with, but just extremely thankful for working in that job and it allowing me to now be here at Western. And I hope to do the same for someone else someday. You still talk to her uh, every once in a while? I do. Yes. Pretty often actually. And every time I go home, I always hope to see her for coffee and reach out to some of my former interns and co-GAs that I used to work with. So such strong relationships there. And it, when she listens to this, there's a special message that you'd like to give just to her for all that she's done for you and all that she's helped you with in your career, both in athletics and it sounds like in life. Yeah, Heather, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking a chance on me, not only when I was a graduate assistant, but as an intern and really shaping who I am, teaching me how to manage all of the crazy things in athletics and the stress and do it and do it right and do it well. And just also teach me to be a really good human while doing it and leading me to where I am today. So thank you. Outstanding mentors are special both to be one like you are to our internship group and also to the ones that have paved the way for you. Um, One of the other things that we found to be awesome about you is that you are an outdoor enthusiast. You uh, are always hiking and taking photos of sunsets. Tell us about where that passion kind of started and um, what sort of things you like to do outdoors. Yeah, I've always been really active. And if anyone listening to this has ever been to Ohio, I love it. It's where I'm from and it's great. But that passion grew a lot more when I moved to the Pacific Northwest. So it's so beautiful. There's so many opportunities, but between running, hiking, going biking or boating, I just love it. And then just exploring new cities. I always have my camera with me. I love going to new places always for the first time without recommendations and without a plan, because I just think there's so many things you find that you never would have if you go. And that's one of my favorite things to do. Sounds like a Northwest travel blogs in the future for you. You can kind of give us your, uh, your tips on places you've been and scattered it out for everyone. So that, that'd be something. And then you could put some of your wonderful photos with it. Um, <laughs> but you, you, you have been spending a lot of time hiking, I think during COVID um, by yourself and with maybe a friend, but w- give us two or three of your favorite must do hikes that you have uh, done over the last couple of months. My favorite hike that I have done here so far is Maple Pass Loop in the North Cascades. I can't top that hike. And then also one I recently did in the last couple months for the first time was Cascade Pass Loop. So those two were, they're insane views. You feel like you're on top of the world. I absolutely love that. And then throwing in a Bellingham hike, I love Lost Lake and the Chuckanuts. Yeah. Hard to beat those. I mean, you can kind of, we could probably talk a couple, a couple more minutes on favorite hikes. It's pretty special. And then one of the things that um, you mentioned, you, you always carry a camera with you. You have an amazing talent for photography and I think you have a separate Instagram for photography account with sunsets and hikes and stuff tell us about where that passion started and how long you've been taking photos and what you enjoy most about capturing scenes 
Yeah. Ever since I can remember, I've always had a camera in my hand. When I was a young kid, I had disposable cameras with me everywhere that I went. And then once digital cameras came into play, you better know that was on my Christmas list every year. So always had it in my purse, just always felt if I saw something, I wanted to capture it. And that's all I ever wanted to do. And I feel really lucky to continue being able to do that while pursuing this dream also. So again, the Pacific Northwest is so beautiful. So just being able to get out there and time up my run with the sunset or, you know, go hiking and take those photos. I just love being able to show how I see the world through my lens. Cool. Now, do you, do you, uh, do you ever print any of these out for like a photo mural on your wall or just keeping it, you know what I mean? It's kind of a lost art of printing prints, but having them on your wall to remind you of those great uh, adventures that you've been on. Yeah, I have a few canvases and I've been looking into doing some metal prints and gifting some also. So I'm exploring some of those options and hope to do more with it because you're right, it is such a lost art. And I do think there's a lot to be said about being able to put those things on display or have that physical piece with you. Yeah, definitely draws you back to those great moments. So, well, um, I know I enjoy seeing your photos and put a smile on my face, seeing the sunsets and all the hikes you're on. And so keep it up and keep sharing all that stuff with us. Thank you. Will all do. right. Now here, here's the, here's the hard hitting questions of the podcast. And these are going fast and furious and, uh, <laughs> but, but I just want to, you know, kind of a little lightning round here. So tell us your favorite running route in Bellingham. Fairhaven to downtown and back going through Boulevard. Hands down. I do that one all the time. It's, amazing hard to beat the boardwalk there especially if you hit it just right you know what i mean absolutely okay when you're at the woods what's your typical typical coffee order i am a black coffee drinker all the way sounds very boring but i love black coffee no cream no sugar just straight black yep <laughs> you're, you are you're an old soul nicole we love it <laughs> what's your favorite all-time movie so I can't lie, I am the worst person to pick favorites with anything. This question really throws me off. But if I have to name a couple, The Dark Knight is awesome. Okay. I also love Avatar, especially in 3D, was super cool. And the Fallen series with Gerard Butler. I loved all of those movies. All a lot right. of action. It's okay to have more than one favorite. I mean, it's hard to narrow it down. <laughs> TV show you have binged on lately. You can always catch me binge watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Maybe that's why I came out towards Seattle. I have rewatched that show at least five times, the whole series. And for anyone who's a Grey's fan, like my best friend, Megan, it's really long. It takes a really long time, but it just never gets old. Hey, that's great. What is the one staple you always have to have in your fridge? Any fruit or vegetable that you can imagine. I just love to throw things together and make fun dishes with that. So hands down, any of those. This is going to be another, maybe a couple, you can answer with a couple of them, but go to happy hour spot in Bellingham. I'm going to go with black sheep. Ooh, black sheep, margaritas and tacos. Hard to beat that. You can't beat it. Good spot. And they've actually got some extra seating now down on Holly Street. It's kind of cool that what they've done down there. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat spot. Uh, maybe this will be the same answer, but favorite Bellingham dining establishment. It depends on which meal. 
For brunch, I would say Birch Door Daisy Cafe. For lunch, Leaf and Ladle. And for dinner, Juanita Thai Cuisine or Aslan. Dang, that's a good list right there, Nicole. <laughs> Bellingham has some great food. That's yeah, Bellingham does. But that's that's some great, great places. And the Juanita Thai just opened a small little place off of Cornwall I saw across from Bellingham High School. So you can go in and uh, it's almost like a pop-up shop. Oh, wow. I actually recently discovered it this in the past six months during COVID and it's amazing. It is amazing. So first concert you attended? Hunter Hayes. You can take the girl out of Ohio, but you can't take the Ohio out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we're going to end with your favorite quote. So I have two and they're actually both on my wall. So number one is if it's both terrifying, terrifying and amazing, then you should definitely pursue it. And number two is train your mind to see the good in everything. Those are awesome, Nicole. That first one sounds a lot like your hero's journey out here to Washington from Ohio. So man, we really enjoyed getting to know you more about your position at Western um, the adventures that you've had in the Northwest and also your background growing up in Shelby, Ohio and going to the University of Toledo. So thank you for joining us on Viking Voices. For those that come to our events, you'll see Nicole smiling and running around putting on a, putting on a production. So thank you again for joining Viking Voices. We enjoyed getting to know more about you. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Go Vikings. Go Vikings.